Oh, Mr. Craig. Oh, Mr. Jason. Oh, Mr. Craig. Oh, Mr. Jason. Oh, Mr. Craig. Oh, Mr. Jason. Yes? Who do we have? We have Kelly Donahue Piero, Agency Performance Partners President, provides powerful pro results, people process, party. Well, I'm going to pirouette on that one. Let's do it. Buckle up. It's the Insurance Dudes Podcast. Boom. <laughs> feel, Kelly. Feel, feel some deja vu there. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like you guys have done that before. Yeah. Yes. Ah. Yeah. Sometimes it's because I forget to hit the record button and then we actually have to start and over. And it's like so. a, ah. So ah! maybe not a boom. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, perhaps more times than that. <laughs> perhaps once would have been amazing. Perhaps you need to learn that lesson every so many months just to remind yourself how awesome you are, right? Yeah. Oh, thank you. So positive. Listen, there's only one way to beat you on a Wednesday that feels like a Thursday. That's right. It so, does. Kelly, well, welcome to the Insurance Dudes. Yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited to be a lady on the Insurance Dudes podcast. A dudette. We love to get a dudette. On the dudes. I'll do podcast. my best. I will do my best today to represent the ladies of insurance on the dudes podcast. Mm. You know what we uh, we always ask our first guests, uh, what is their or our guests, what was their first concert? Ooh, okay. I feel like I'm gonna date myself. You but, should. Um, this is still the band I go to when I've been drinking. Like you know, that you throw <laughs> on the YouTube's. You know, the YouTube's perfect. I like that you call it the YouTube's. Yep. Multiple yeah. tubes. The YouTube. So uh, at Pearl Jam. Oh, <laughs> wow. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, it's still one of my favorite bands. Like I still, I want to go back and see them again, even though we're all old now, you know, the whole mm-hmm. nine. But, you know, you, you get a good Pearl Jam song on and, you know, the whole yes. thing in my personal so, opinion. So yeah. my, my wife went to, it's called Ohana Fest. I don't know if you've heard of it, but but Eddie Vedder runs it. It's in Dana Point. So it's near yep. where where Jason is, she yeah. went to it last year and, you know, and Pearl Jam played Pearl Jam, Red Hot Chili Peppers. So some yeah. pretty amazing bands were there and so I was not funny. invited. I'll have to back up. I actually, I probably <laughs> answered this question. That was my first one as like a real person. I did go see New Kids Ooh. on the Block as a young Oh, person. that's what I was looking for. That's yeah, I did. It was like, <laughs> no, I like had a flashback, but I really didn't know what I was thinking at that time. I might have also it's seen okay. Millie um, Vanilli. Oh. Vanilli, yes. Yeah, if so you can, I may if you, have gone back into the boy band days, but the first one, like real one, where like I saved my my money, like you know, and I was like kay. a real fan. That was Pearl Jam. So let's go. I'm well, seeking out there, so. Barney. Yeah, we want it. We want the embarrassing ones. Yeah. Yeah, Millie Vanilli and New Kids. Then it was that was the the entree in. That's yep. odd. now. Did they play together? You know what? I think they may have. Um, long story short, my dad was a, um, alcohol salesperson. So like on the mm-hmm. distributor, so they would always sponsor all the big concerts. So I got to go to some of some pretty cool stuff as a kid. Um, and I think Millie Vanilli and New Kids on the Block were playing together, but this was like right before Millie Vanilli got busted for lip syncing. Busted. Yeah. Lip yeah. So, like, so do you, literally were they lip syncing at this? You think no, they had no. to be. Of no, course. Yeah. You can't wear that yeah. much spandex and sing at the same time. <laughs> no, you cannot. <laughs> be a lot higher of a voice, I think. 
Yeah, and where yeah. are they now? Where are where is Nathan really now? They need they're to do this blaming it on after. the rain. No, they're not blaming it. Maybe they are blaming it on the rain. <laughs> I don't know. That's true. <laughs> yeah, I figured we'd see them on like The Bachelor or some kind of like B level, C level celebrity like cameo that we'd get again. But you know, not mm-hmm. so much. Well, <laughs> <laughs> Kelly Donahue Pyro or Pyro. Uh, you can call me anything you want, but it's Pyro. Pyro, but have but you're not a pyro. I'm not a pyro. I'm a pyro by marriage. Awesome. Um, and honestly, like I went by Kelly Donahue for so long that uh, mm-hmm. my close friends call me KDP. So you can ooh KDP. To. Yeah. KDP. So KDP, how did you get involved with the insurance business? Take us back to the Millie Vanilli years and and how you got from there to where you are now. Gosh, <laughs> the best part about being in insurance is that no one ever like wildly hoped to be in it (laughs) i wasn't at my first new kids concert being like man i wonder how that insurance career is gonna go um no i was actually i was a float bank teller in college um and so i was the kid who went to the rich kid college but was poor so so i had to work like the three jobs and while everybody else was doing like stylish cocaine and like you know shopping at gucci like i was i was working um, and so I got really, got really good at, um, at, at, at cross-selling at the teller lines. Mm. And back in the day, there was not these fancy debit cards. I think the ATM was card was just coming out. And, uh, what that did was, you know, throw the whole banking system into a tizzy. There was going to be no more bank tellers. You know, everyone thought their jobs were going to be gone, but anybody who came into my line, I was like, do you need a credit card? Do you need an auto loan? Do you want some insurance? Like whatever the spiff was, like I would just, mm. I would just, just ask. ask. So like in true fashion of most industries, like everybody else hated me, but I would walk away whatever, <laughs> 25 bucks for beer or books or whatever. And um, I kind of got sucked up into it from there because, you know, somewhere around those lines after I had graduated, the mortgage industry crashed and everything turned to insurance. So the bank wanted me to kind of go there and lo and behold, that's what started the, the illustrious insurance, you know, flag on the moon for me. Hmm. So Love what, it. yeah, what, what, and, and where are you now? Talk about what you're doing now. Well, I'm in East Greenwich, Rhode Island. <laughs> where, I just where's... got back from uh, an agency owned by a bank today. No. Uh-huh. Um, so now I own um, two companies that all we do is serve the independent insurance space. We're sort of a consulting and training firm. One handles all branding and marketing for independent agents. The other one handles training, coaching, consulting. So I leave my home every week, leave my husband and go to all sorts of different glamorous places like Decorah, Iowa. Uh, I've been to Dana Point. Uh, today I was in Taunton, Massachusetts. Next week Ooh. I'll be in, uh, see, where do I go? I go to someplace in West Virginia. I don't remember the name. Uh, mm. Then I go to the Ozarks. Then I go to Las Vegas. Then I go home. Wow. So yeah, every week I get to kind of go mysteriously around all sorts of places, crevices of the country, helping insurance agents become ridiculously amazing. That is awesome. Yeah. That is awesome. It's so what fun. Co- it has its moments. Talk to us a little bit about the marketing. Yeah. So I, my new thing for 2020 is agencies have to act like it's 2020. Like our Ooh. look and feel should not be so like from the 1990s, like when I was at the New Kids on the Block concert, like we need to, we need to move on. And so we've really encouraged <laughs> agencies. And, you know, I go to different trade shows and things like that. Be like, well, look, what do you think about my logo? And it's, you know, like New Times Roman font. And they're like, this is my brand. I'm like, wow, that's awesome. That's actually a response. <laughs> that's not a, that's not even a logo. <laughs> 
Um, and you know, we're no longer operating the days of suit and ties. We're operating the days where Geico, Gecko sell insurance and, and agencies have an opportunity to really show what their personality is. But I find a lot of them have a little bit of a personality crisis. Like they don't really know who they are. So we go through the branding process and I'm always like, I move into town. I have 17 insurance policies. Why should I do business with you? Go. And they look at me like, Mm. Well, I'll save you some money. Mm. I've been in business a long time. <laughs> the exact wrong thing. The I'm first like, one. Great. Yeah, that's awesome. Like, you didn't do anything to tell me anything special. And so we really hope that during that past we try to find that special thing. But insurance agencies are still very conservative. Like we're not allowed to be squishy or warm or fuzzy. And we got to find that thing that we stick out on. And it's happening more and more. But, you know, the, it, it's happening a little slower than I want it to. But you're helping charge the movement of make it quicker. Yeah. Well, and, and make it acceptable, right? Like, mm. you know, the, the moms and dads out there that are running the agency still sometimes don't always, um, unfortunately, don't always get the opportunity to, to let their hair down the way that some of the younger, the newfangled kiddos do, you know? What, what do you see that, what, what do you see trending between the two, the two age groups and stuff? Where do you see... Pros and cons, I would say, or benefits and. Yeah, interesting question. Um, you know, and I, I, wrote, I wrote a couple of blogs on this because I think it's interesting. So the, the older generation has this like wisdom and the patience and like just that it's like your grandma, you know, like if you ever went to your grandmother with dating advice when you were younger, like they had just such good like you know, like, just move on. Don't worry about it. Like, they just have this thing of like, been there, done that. And then the new young kids are like, I want to do this. I want to do that. And they don't necessarily realize some of the push and pull. So in between, there just has to be a lot of communication. There has to be the room to fail. But there also has to be the respect for the fact that somebody built a multi-million dollar business and that they may know a thing or two. Mm. And so it's like, how do you merge both of those together to get the best of it? And so many times people just speak different languages. Um, and to me, the real rub is how do you get all those staff members on board? That is the, that is the real thing that if both generations put their head together, they could really influence something special. But the younger one is just like, we're just going to do it. And the older one's like, well, Sally CSR is not going to go on Instagram. <laughs> right. <laughs> and there's no meeting in the middle. So do you think that, 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 that disconnect between, those who are the agency owners and saying, oh, those millennials. And then the millennials who actually have great ideas and come up with a lot of, um, are really in touch with, with how to operate around and navigate the, the internets, right? The like, yeah. yeah, like w there's, there's got to be some meeting. And I think, you know, well, we have our age group is sort of in the middle. Yeah. Um, but like the greatest, in talking, second greatest generation of all time. The, the greatest. But <laughs> what I, what I think, you know, like I, I, I've totally changed how, how I operate my, my agencies and it's, you have to, like, you can't have this old mentality of you were one minute late and you're like, that doesn't work. Right. No, and some of that stuff doesn't work, but it's also too, like, what do you want to be when you grow up as an agency? You know, um, the minute hmm. long stuff, but you also can't have everybody walking into your office. Sure. A hundred percent. The phone's ringing and no one's giving service either. Um, right. You know, I, I actually feel like most agencies are really accommodating. Like your kid is sick. They don't bust your chops. Snow day hits. I know Dana Point, you guys don't get many snow days, but you know, 
um, you know, the flu hits, no one's like, oh my gosh, you have to come to work. It's, it's not, I think they're very honest. In fact, I said this a couple of times recently, I said, if I was over elderly and like starting to lose my memory, I would probably walk into an independent agent lobby or any insurance agency lobby and just sit there because someone would take great care of me all day. <laughs> right? Like, be like, do you want some coffee? Oh, she's so forgetful. Cookies. I'd be part of birthday celebrations. Like no one would let anything bad happen to me. Um, so things aren't quite the same, but I also feel like, and I just did my podcast on this, you know, the whole work-life balance thing I think is BS. And I think it's one life. Um, so like when you're doing your grocery list at work, and you know, you're taking time or you're checking text messages, you know, doing Facebook at work. Yeah, that's the more modern way. But when your agency owner says, can you stay late to bind this? You also can't be like, no, I'm done at five. What's wrong with you? Like, mm. There has to be a little bit more grace between all parties. And I find that it tends to always end up against the agency owner as opposed sure. to being like, hey, I was cool about your kid being sick or you leaving early for Valentine's Day. You know, could you do this? Like, I, I think that they're, there's more flexibility in gray area, but it's got to be both parties. How, how do you take the, the mindset of, to the, of the employees to that level? Because I can identify with some of that. It's like, look, I let them pretty much roam free. They can do what they want as long as we're getting the numbers. And, you know, there's some certain metrics that are being hit, but then there are those. Yeah. Yeah. Cats and there's and cats. But herding cats. But then, you know, when you can have that example where it's 530 and there are certain people where the moment that the Fred Flintstone whistle rings, they are out like there's a They're rocket out. on their ass. Right. And, and how how do you navigate through that? So it's also interesting too, though, because then there's like, even demographically aside, there's different personalities, like there's role followers and then there's the gray area people. So if you have somebody in your team who's really great at their job and they're a rule follower, nothing will tick them off more than that person who comes in five minutes late every day. Mm. And right. it's like, you have to realize like, hey, I own the place. It's not your rules. I'm okay with it. But they feel wronged because they're following the rules and somebody else doesn't have to. Sure. You know? So it's even more dynamic than that sometimes. You know, I, I believe that it, it, it all depends on the type of business. Like the agency was at today, it's 150 people. Okay. Like at 150 people, you can't, you can't, some of that stuff just doesn't, can't exist. Right. Like right. Right. Start time. And by the way, the laws at 150 people are so much more aggressive between like breaks and time off. Like it's not the same as like a small little independent or captive shop that, you know, Hey, eat lunch at your desk. I don't care. It's fine today. Like they, they can't do that. Um, yeah, it reminds think- me of uh, what Spock said, and I believe, was it Star Trek Four? The needs of the, what is it? The needs of the many outweigh the needs of the few. Mm. Remember? No, no, no. I think it's kind of like- I'm a Star Wars person. You grow up, right? Like, what kind of business do you want to have? Like, my company specialize in, in working moms, right? So really smart, sharp people that had C-level jobs that want to be home with their family, that want to work mom hours. Like I specialize in that, you know, they can come and go as they want. I know that they're going to do a great job. We take our little retreats to spas. Everybody's happy. And I know how to cater to that niche, you know, if I, and and so some of that stuff just kind of like, what kind of business do you want to have when you grow up? If you want to have one that's a little bit more casual, have it, but find people that are good with that. Um, Mm. You know, some of the stuff is it's easier to start an agency today and pick your culture than it is sometimes to change what you are. Mm. Yeah. Or you have to start over, That's hit true. the reset button, which is tough because the, the, the business doesn't stop. 
Right. And, you know, it's, it's one thing, you know, people say, like, again, the agency was up to say, like, they take cash and they mm. kind of left. Like, we have 150 people. It's, it's a gigantic agency, right? And they listen to podcasts and things like, just like, don't take cash. And they laugh at it. It's like, well, when, you know, half your business walks in with cash, I can't just cut those that people off and say, tomorrow we're not doing it. We have 19 locations. You know, and so wow. it's easy to do it when you're like, I'm not, if I started an agency today, I'm not taking cash. If I bought an agency with 150 people, I might take cash for a bit. <laughs> yeah. If you're you going to alienate a lot of people power to reduce it, but there's still the idea that there are these big agencies out there that are, it's not a light switch. And I don't think we should look down on them. Just like they don't, they would love to be in a situation where they could turn it off, you know, but yeah. it's, not always, it's not always possible the way that we want it to be. And we, we talked to so many different agents, captive and, and independent, and there's like, there's a billion ways to skin a cat. There's a, so many ways to specialize in, in things like, like uh, you know, whether you specialize in a certain kind of culture or you specialize in a certain kind of, uh, gosh, I mean, there's so many different insurance policies, let's say. So you can specialize in so many different ways. Like there's so, it's so diverse, the insurance world, the insurance agent force that. So I have to tell you guys the story of the most unique agency I've ever gone to. <laughs> yes. So Love it. An agency outside of Fresno, California, and they specialize in crop insurance. And their major like source of revenue was because they're in the raisin capital of the world was crop policies as it relates to raisins. Okay. Mm. So the way raisins are truly made is that a machine comes and cuts the grapes off the tree and they sit in a field for two weeks to become raisins in the field. Like they don't necessarily go to like a dehydrating plant, okay? If it rains in those two weeks, the crop policy takes effect because the raisins plump back up into grapes. <laughs> huh. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> and they play the song, Heard It Through the Grapevine. I would hope all the time. Right. But it was interesting. Over over. The, the now owner's dad um, started as a farmer because he was very frustrated that farmers didn't have good access to crop insurance and people didn't speak their language and they had crappy hours that the farmers didn't like. So he's like, screw it. I'm going to go start an insurance agency that just dedicates hmm. themselves to farmers in this area because no one understands this. I have a slogan for them. Oh, yeah. We give a crop about raisins. Oh. <laughs> Just and if you want to know that the so were or where cuties were created. Really? Were not always a thing, right? Like the little t the little oranges, they were created next door. Those are good. And I've had the knockoff ones. Not so good. Not, not as good. Not as good. No. The cuties are, are sweet. Yeah, my kids like the cuties. Don't like the, the knockoffs. <laughs> Do you remember, though, being a kid and getting cherry tomatoes and now really you only get grape tomatoes? Oh, that's interesting. That is it. Yeah. That is interesting. Yeah. So what's Why the deal that? with that? I don't know. I don't know where cherry tomatoes went. My grandmother still has a, a huge garden. We get cherry tomatoes from her, but you can't find them to go to a, like a farmer's market. <laughs> but now the the like genetically modified grape tomato apparently is you know they're they're all over the place. Well, it's about the data. It's uh, it must be outperforming. <laughs> they must be out, the grape tomatoes must be outperforming the cherry tomatoes. They I are. Agree. I agree. I don't yeah. know. You know, I have, that Google this. it. I, I, I'm curious, and this is sort of granular, just digging, going down a rabbit hole here, but have you seen, it's sort of the new thing. I, I hear them talk about it a lot, whoever they are, but the 
time off, employee time off, right? Yeah. There's a lot of places that will actually give unlimited time off. Mm-hmm. And I would guess that that's not against any rule because you no. can give out as much as you want. Just, you know, we were required to give out a certain amount, but do you have, or have you heard agency owners doing this? Does it work in this space? And does it affect positively? So that's a three a part question that, that like dirty Senator. little secrets that people don't display because it's, it's so sexy to say, but it's like with approval, right? You can't just be like, Hey, I'm going on a five week cruise. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> right. Yeah. It, it's definitely with approval. And then we also recommend clients who want to go down that path. Like you have to look at your state rules and go with your attorney because you know, there's a lot to say if somebody quits, now you're paying them out for unlimited time off, you know, Ooh. or like if they break a leg. So it, it like, there has to be very specific verbiage so that as an employer, it's not this free for all. Mm. Okay. Um, well, out in California where he is, they'd probably make you pay a whole year or something. When you quit. A year might be generous. I don't know. That might be like, <laughs> might be- not, not bad, like way more, <laughs> 10 years. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, like this is the hardest part I said, and I said this on Jason Cass's podcast a few few months, a few weeks. Good old ago. Jason, yeah. Yeah. So the problem is, if, if you're doing your agency right, you're going to outgrow some things that are hard to change. So you, you know what you can afford as an agency just starting up for employees and talent is different than what you can afford five years later. And sometimes you have to upgrade your talent. And yeah. so you know, if you start doing it and you got 20 people that want unlimited time off as an agency owner, that becomes like a full-time job trying to figure out what that truly looks like. Right. Sure. Right. It's easy when you're like five people and you're like, yeah, cool. Take tomorrow off. I don't care. We're loosey goosey here. Yeah. You start doing it right. And you start having people and you start having tiers of people like with managers and um, you know, just entry level people. It's really hard to do. What are you going to say? Like, Hey, yeah. So you have a new trainee starting, but go ahead, take your unlimited time off. Don't <laughs> let them sit here for, for a take while your sabbatical. So, like, it all depends what you want to be. If you're a little boutique shop, small, cozy, intimate, by all means, go for it. If you're on a high growth trajectory, you're gonna you're gonna have to outgrow that policy sometimes, and it's much easier to add benefits than it is to take them away. Mm. That's true. Good point. So, yeah. It, it's hard. A lot of our clients are in that high growth phase. So it's like, it sounds good and sexy and we got to get new people, new things and fun. And that's how we roll. And it's hard to find talent, but I don't always think that those are the ways to get the best. Okay. Talent. A little gimmicky. If I were to flip the other side, I'd say the work at home option is the yeah. better stretch than the unlimited time off option. Interesting. How of, of agencies that you talk to, are there, is there a significant amount that are, that are shifting towards that? Yes, because like the virtual assistant thing is becoming more of a play. Mm. The technology and insurance is still horrible, but not as horrible as it (laughs) once was. Mm -hmm. So you can, um, the privacy laws are hard. Um, You know, now all of a sudden people's homes are, you know, applications and things like that sometimes. Um, But if, you know, most people working in an agency are, family people, right? Like you've got moms that are account managers all over the place. You know, if they can save at lunch, throw dinner together or do laundry, you're, you're giving them a benefit that is more important to them sometimes than more money or saving a terrible commute or, you know, being able to get their kids off the bus and get them, you know, a snack. That's the stuff that most of your staff worries about. Mm. Yeah. 
it, it it's incredible uh, it's incredible that the non monetary stuff can is so, is so important these days I, I almost feel that you know we've talked about this before is that the generation that saw the depression hoarders uh, really want to save all this money. You know what I mean? Buying possession, holding on to it was so important as, as we've gotten further away from that, that what's become more important is yeah. Some time offs, a little bit of flexibility. Um, I don't know, maybe a little independence, more of like the, the, the culture, like all these things that are non-monetary become super have have become a lot more important well i think if you look at the workforce like in an agency predominantly people have account managers they have more service people than salespeople, right like right startup agencies they have a lot of producers but that changes when you're doing it right and so those people didn't get into this job to make a million dollars they got into this job to leave work where it is go see their kids go home work monday through friday you know, do what they do best. They have a license and, and keep, keep the world moving, but they're, they're not typically money motivated. In fact, if anything, extra 10 minutes where they can, you know, pack their kids lunches means more sometimes. Hmm. Yep. And it's just so funny if you do have that older mentality of, oh, you gotta punch the clock and like, you have to stay till five. Exactly. Then it's like, you're going to have a rough time because because I mean, to your point, an extra 10 minutes can mean everything. Well, and one thing we've advocated for that some agencies have taken this off and it takes some time. It's not something that's going to work on day one, but um, I like a four day work week. Now I'm not saying the agency doesn't have a five, the agency has a five day work week, but you have a rotating schedule where maybe you have every Wednesday off, but you work hmm. you know, like 7.30 to 6.30. Maybe the agency's only open nine to five, but you have those off the phone hours to do the things, meet with clients. And now you have a day off where you could do the dentist appointments. You could swap with somebody if your kid's sick. And a lot of the challenges around staffing tend to work themselves out when you can go to four day work week. Mm. Yep. And have you, have you recommended and or seen a lot of that and had results from that? Um, seen it, recommended it. It's a, ch- it takes some finesse. You have to be a certain size again, mm. because it's the one day someone calls out sick, somebody's on call, then, short, you know, like yeah. you have to kind of have some backup. You have to have some redundancy. Um, sure. But what I find is when it's outlined to the staff, they really want to make it work. <laughs> so oh, they okay. work really hard at making it really work. Interesting. So as long as the communication's there and you say, look, we're going to do this, but if it doesn't work out, then we're going to go back to the old way. And then meh, everybody's whining about they that. I love so. the idea of having a couple hours where the phone yeah. is off the hook to get real stuff done. Yeah. Yeah. Amazing. And well, then the system's yeah. documented better. Like a lot of challenges sort of. Yeah. <laughs> I could see that. That's crazy. What, what would, if there was one piece of advice that you could give any insurance agent out there, um, insurance agency owner out there, what would be the number one thing that would be the game changer for them? Don't let your employees hold you hostage. Mm. You know, like I a think lot of times we've all... live in fear. I can't lose that person. If we do this, yeah. they're going to go on suicide watch. They're so big. <laughs> you know, yeah. like, and I'm, I'm just like, who runs the place? Is it you? Yeah. Um, <laughs> um 
And so, you know, one of our biggest programs that we go install across the country is proactive renewal reviews. Like every client should get a renewal review every year, at least a phone call. Um, it's going to boost retention. It bumps referrals, selling increases in coverage, lessons, reshot. It does. Every, it's like, you know, it's like eating an apple a day. It just causes a lot of good things to happen. And, you know, the number one feedback is my staff doesn't have time. They're going to go on suicide watch. Are they all going to quit <laughs> if we do this? And I'm like, by calling your customer and saying hello once a year, they're, you know, they're going to quit. Right. Um, so we just always say like, hey, man, you have to be so passionate about your business and your convictions of where you want to take your business that if people don't like it, you're not scared of that. Right. And you have the right culture. If you can create that culture and, and build the team around you, then you won't have that situation where they're holding you hostage. Yeah. Here's the thing. I mean, we all own businesses. We've all had the wrong employees from time to time. Right. And if you look back, you're like, why didn't I do that sooner? <laughs> like, oh, God. Yeah. Well, you, know, you got to rip that bandaid off. You do. And, you know, I think we all hold on a little longer hoping. I mean, I'm sure it's people who get divorced. Like, you knew it was over probably a year or two beforehand, but you keep trying. And mm. you realize you're trying harder than the person you're paying to try. Yeah. And that's when it's like, and you can't have fear that you're not going to find anybody else. You can't have fear of training someone new when they leave. Like, you know, the other the other offset to where we are in 2020 is people are not going to work for you for the rest of their life. Right. Like, but right. we get so bummed, like, they left. Yeah, they left. <laughs> they were here for five years. Like, not that we want them to leave and we have to look at why, but like, it's they're, 2020, they're not going to retire with you. Yeah. Like, if they did, you might not want that. Like, right. you may want fresh blood. You might want to upgrade it and think differently sometimes. And so- I just think that that's one of those things we all have to get better at is the training and onboarding and, you know, inspiring new people, understanding that people aren't going to work with us forever. Yeah. Yeah. Cause that, that process has to be in place because to your point, there's always going to be, that is an element that is always going to be ongoing. Mm -hmm. We talk to agents all the time about that. And, and um, it's like something that's, you know, Craig and I have realized that's incredibly important in our agencies. We, and we now both have, processes that are ongoing it's just ongoing it has to be you have to otherwise you have to make the decision to put somebody in the seat that you can that you really shouldn't be putting in the seat (laughs) yeah you and then preparation not desperation right like you went like oh my gosh you have a license and you can fog a mirror you're hired (laughs) yeah (laughs) i think everybody listening to this has done that yeah you know, or you, you take it so personally that someone left that, you know, it stifles you. It's like, well, why? Why would they go? You know, we had our marketing person leave right after the um, the new year, and she just needed to spend more time with her family. I wasn't going to beat myself up over it. Like, you have a one-year-old. You need to spend more time with her. Oh, all right. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, I get it. It's life, and maybe we'll talk again in seven years when she's older. I don't know, but that's okay. And we'll keep moving. And my business yeah. is going to be here tomorrow and her daughter is going to be there tomorrow. And sometimes we all have different things or we choose to move on from an employee or they choose to move on from us. You know, like if, if your business is so fragile that one person leaving crushes you, you got to take a bigger look in the mirror and figure that part out. Yeah. Why is it that insurance agents are so worried about that? Like they, why, why do we hold on to that? Like we can't lose anyone, you know? <laughs> so like you take like this, I love this, like, like this way, we're in a small town, Kelly. Um, yeah. Word gets around that we fired somebody. Um, they might actually <laughs> hug you because they were terrible. Like, <laughs> like, 
they didn't like talking to that person. And I'm always like, has no one in your town ever fired anybody? (laughs) (laughs) I might see them at the grocery store. Okay. (laughs) They oftentimes fired themselves by making the choices that they did to put it in the situation it is. I I think it's the fear. First of all, insurance agents don't love delivering bad news, right? Like it's it's gut-wrenching to fire somebody. Like Hmm. I would say the second you know is the second you should walk into the office and just do it because sometimes that whole like, well, two weeks from now on a Friday <laughs> at 3.30, we're going to let everybody go early, but keep one person behind. We have, to have seven boxes. And then we have them like, oh my gosh, just do it. Like that time leading up, they'll do something nice in the meantime and win themselves another two weeks. <laughs> right. Um, then it'll be right back. And also too, I equate hiring like dating. Like I've been married for eight years. You know, I don't know what it's like to date, but my best friends are single, some of them. And I'm like, yeah, no, I think all <laughs> it quits. I would be like all by myself. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's nuts out the, there. You got to go find new people. You got to go through the process. Do they fit? Do they not fit? It, you know, there's, it's not as simple as a light switch, but it's also every time you do it, you re- like, you find all the stuff that confirmed you should have done it a year ago. Mm-hmm. So. Yep. Well, if this, if this chat that we've had helps one agent, make the decision to pull the trigger and also be ready, right? To, to constantly be looking, always be recruiting. Yeah. Like Jason and I do, it's like, it's almost that like they're, they don't want to get, they don't want to be looking because then they feel like they're setting it up that, that it's going to happen. You know, like right. people fear of buying life insurance. I don't want to buy life insurance because then I'll die. Well, no, you're going to die. That's going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> and, and like, but here's, here's the other thing too, like, for, I mean, you know, what's our biggest asset in life? It's time, right? So mm. when things are going well, we don't feel like we need to spend time on that stuff. But the reality is, is when things are going well, I hate to sound jaded, but like the rain cloud is on the horizon somewhere, you know? This right. Too shall pass. <laughs> you know, like this too shall pass. So if you've gone through it enough, you want to have the strongest defense against it. And let's mm-hmm. be honest, if we found a rock star, we'll find it in our budget. Like one way or another, yep. find, you know, but the best people aren't there when we need them. The best people need to be wooed and chatted up and enticed and dated. And, you know, they, we need to be available when they have a life change, not just when mm-hmm. our agency is desperate. Yep. Mike yep. drop. Mike drop. Kelly, how can people find you to uh, engage you, your services, uh, to to learn more about you? Where could they go? You can send me a facsimile. I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) Some people won't know that that's short, that that's long for fax (laughs) or know what a fax is. Tablet and chisel. Actually, if you want to send us a facsimile, we're probably not your cup of tea. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They can go to agencyperformancepartners.com. Mm. Um, we're on LinkedIn, all the major social media channels. And um, check us out. You know, we'll give anybody a couple minutes of our time. You know, I'll be honest, like our major cup of tea is, you know, eight plus employees. Um, you know, because as the training side, it, it's hard to train everybody when they all have your last name. Um, so usually at, at eight employees, they usually have the people, the problems, you're really looking for an infrastructure and a process. Um, but we, I, you know, we give away so much for free. If you look on our blog, we post videos every week, blogs, podcasts, um, we have a three minute training video. So even if maybe, you know, you're, you're in the growth mode trying to get there, check us out. If there is something insurance related 
that you cannot find on our blog as an answer to a question, let me know and it will get posted within 72. Ooh, the challenge. Ooh. We have like 700 insurance blogs. Dudes and dudettes, go look. Go check it out. And find something that you can make right about. Stump KDP. (laughs) And if it's not there. Stump KDP. We will throw it down in 72 hours, but nice think that our blog is a good resource for people. Um, and if you really want to get feisty, our chat bot will talk to you too. So um, it's very common that on a Thursday night at about nine 30, we like to say the two scotches set in and your business problem becomes a Google problem. And oh, yeah. starts talking to you. <laughs> That's so funny. We do get quite a few leads from the, uh, you know, a couple cocktails and your wife is sick of hearing about the problem at the office and you head to Google on your iPad and voila, a blog of ours pops up with something that sounds intelligent that you want to learn more about. How did you know that she was sick of hearing about the problems at the office? Because this is my husband's famous line to me. He says, I know you're going to fire someone before you do. And I was like, because you talk about it at dinner. Mm. Ah. That's so true. Mm-hmm. I'm not even allowed to talk about work. Yeah, I don't think. We got shut. Yeah, we're not allowed to, especially the podcast. Yeah. Well, because <laughs> <laughs> well, you're so frustrated that you're looking for somebody else that still tells you you're a good person. Mm. You know, like, like, hey, I'm a good person, right? And that's why I'll say it you know, to my husband. He's like, you're a good person, but you're a better person when you're not around this person you're paying to bring. Ooh. Up. <laughs> Ooh. That's good advice. Yeah. I, I usually know that if my wife says something, I should probably, like, this is what I know I should do, but I rarely do. Just listen <laughs> and say, I, I, I understand or, or something like that. Just don't even try to give any piece of advice, but gosh, I open my mouth. Mm. Happy wife, happy life. Yeah, truth. Let me drop this down. So if you guys are both married, what are the Valentine's Day gifts this year? <laughs> Greg. <laughs> we are going to Puerto Vallarta on Friday. Oh, that is good. Yeah. Well, I, 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 we're, I'm sick of buying the crap because yeah. it just gets, you know, it's stupid. So we just go on trips. That's all we do. That's cool. That's very yeah. cool. Four days. My, my wife. Himself. <laughs> that's amazing. Yeah. That's a great, that's a great yeah, Valentine's we, we, Day. We all now feel really inadequate. <laughs> yeah, totally. So there you go. But I use Miles. <laughs> <laughs> Which he's earned yeah, up because got- he's on vacation every month. Well, yeah. See, it's a, it, it feeds itself. <laughs> you, you must have a billion miles, but yeah. I do have a billion miles, but you never want to use them. I know. It's hard. <laughs> it, it is. It's challenging. But my husband uses them to fly first class a lot of times where I am because now he's fancy. <laughs> <laughs> like I take the free upgrade. He's like, I'm not going to San Diego unless it's first class. I'm like, oh. <laughs> oh. Once you get a taste, once you get a taste, it's tough. When did you get here? He's like, oh, I can't get first class. I don't think I'm going to go. I'm like, oh, I'll never see you again. Thank you. You know? What are you guys doing for Valentine's Day? Um, so, well, we have a thing on Valentine's Day where it's uh, my husband's opportunity to make dinner. So I'm the cook in the family. So we roll reverse, which is very hard for a type A process-driven person to watch him cook dinner. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it requires a lot of wine. Like, I'm like, okay. Is there just so, stuff everywhere? And stuff everywhere. And I'm like, you know, like the food comes out. Like, he's like, oh, well, here's the baked potatoes ready. And you're like, great. Like, we'll, we'll start there. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, how about the steak, honey? 
probably another 20 minutes. I'm like, steak doesn't take, take 20 minutes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. It's a good practice. But uh, the weekend That's after, so so funny. The, um, the most ho- romantic hotel in America is in uh, Newport, Rhode Island called the Chandler. Mm. Um, astronomically expensive, go figure, a Valentine's Day weekend. It's only like 18 rooms. So we go the week in after Valentine's Day to just be smart. super cheap about it. <laughs> there, smart. I, yeah, because who cares, right? It's like... Well, and you know what? It's like New Year's. It's kind of like amateur night. You know, like people yes. are going to be there like newly in love and we're going to be like, I don't know. Do you Ugh, watch TV? They're so annoying. 30 <laughs> dinner reservation? Why are we so late? <laughs> so, what about you, Jason? You didn't give us your Valentine's Yeah. Ideas. No, I, so we just got to, I got to book the reservation today. So we, <laughs> I got to preface this with, so we have an eight-year-old, a five-year-old, a two-year-old and a and a six-month-old so we we don't get to do anything okay so we just found out that uh, her parents will watch the kids so wow. i'm like okay now we gotta go get dinner reservations oh, no, just 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 found this out today that's awesome. so yeah so yeah. i gotta make no a pressure. phone call so, you know what's gonna happen no somebody's gonna get sick because that's what happens when you have four kids and you have any plans someone's gonna puke that day oh dude it's it's unreal <laughs> they've puked my daughter has had what we call the throwing up sickness twice within the last three months. Incredible. Yeah, and it's just everything cycles. Yeah, we're constantly. It's more of a hospital than it is a home. <laughs> well, it's watch out if they get RSV. You know, that's the new thing going around where the kids, like the fever spikes out of nowhere. And Yeah. Oh, we've gotten it. <laughs> just no coronavirus. No coronavirus. <laughs> There you go, man. Well, there we go. If Thank we didn't lose anybody, then yeah. we, we definitely have now. <laughs> but Kelly, so awesome. Thank you so much. Oh, my I pleasure for yeah. having me. I appreciate it. Awesome. Valuable information that people usually think of at the last minute. Then some Valentine's ideas. Month. Some Valentine's <laughs> and parenting ideas. So we gave you uh, all of it. Thank you. And uh, we'll, we'll, we'll talk down the road, Kelly. Thanks so much. Sounds good. Thanks, guys. All right. Have a good week. Hey, you've got to check out the Insurance Dudes Inner Circle coming soon where you get extended interviews as well as live coffee talks in our private Facebook group. Join the mailing list today at theinsurancedudespodcast.com. Hey, thanks for checking out the Insurance Dudes. Hey, please subscribe. We got some really great stuff coming out.